just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob K, and I'm sitting here with my friend Callie Alpert. What's up, Callie? Good evening, Robbie. I just, my, my mood just lifted looking at your face smiling. Oh, my and God. And us doing, you know, just launching into the show. I just had this very palpable moment of elevation. I love doing this show. I really do. It just listening to the opening, it makes me so happy. It's, <laughs> it's like the so rest ridiculous. of the show, it may suck, but you know what? We, we had fun for the first uh, couple I of minutes. Open rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. But welcome to the Rob and Callie show. We really appreciate everybody listening. If you want to call in and join the conversation, the number is 877-480-4120. Tonight, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> After discussing many <laughs> topics, we had such a list to go through. Some of which just came up about five minutes ago on the street before we walked in. Right outside the conversation before we came upstairs. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that? No? Okay, we'll talk about something else. So anyway, we're going to talk about the power of nature. Which is a very disarming topic. I think so. And also, especially it's timely with spring. It's mm -hmm. like, it's so nice tonight. It it's is beautiful. so nice in the city. And just walking over here, seeing all the cute girls in their spring dresses. Oh, it's just, it's I know, just, that it's, really, oh, no, wait. Yeah, no, no it's not, not yeah, for me, it was nice. <laughs> anyway, but it's, uh, it's such a good time and things are starting to bloom and it's really you know, been a, a winter where everyone's been cooped up. They want to get outside. They're getting spring fever, want to get ready for summer. And it's such a good time to be a part of nature. So the way that I thought of this topic, though, is I kind of think of this all the time, especially living in the city, the importance of nature, because we're surrounded by so much concrete. It's really important for for me to connect with nature when I can. But I was thinking about it. I went into Central Park. I think it was during the weekend. And it was a little gloomy. Mm -hmm. But I was doing errands and I kind of scooted in to like um, a part of Central Park and just walking through the park for 15, 20 minutes boosted my mood so much. Yeah. It's just amazing how my mind, body and soul connects so much with nature because we're all animals to begin with. And so it's like we just connect with what we're part of naturally. So it's such a, a great thing just to remind everybody about, you know, if you're cooped up inside, get outside a little. Yeah, it's, it seems so obvious and almost so, not to say, <laughs> not to accuse you of saying anything trite, but um, it really is that simple. And sometimes it just takes getting outside your front door for your entire day or mood to change. But yeah, yeah getting back to the primal, like animalistic thing, um, we're not, you know, as, as creatures, we were not born in concrete jungles and we were not raised in them. Our DNA, that is not in our, you know, in our ancestors' DNA. Right. And I still think that as much as a lot of us like cities and urban living, that um, really at some primal level, nature is a very, very healing thing, you know? Yeah. And I, was, I, I have my mom, I'm such a huge nature girl. 
I know, you know, I don't really literally hug trees, but I call myself a tree hugger. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not a diehard environmentalist. I probably should be more, but I'm such a nature lover. And I really attribute it to when we were kids. I mean, my mom and dad on Sunday afternoons every weekend would make sure that we were taking some little day trip or going to some pond to feed some little hungry, dirty duck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the time I didn't think of them in that, you know, in that um, context. Right. And I really think that um, grew in me a real huge appreciation. I can't live without it now. Yeah. I mean, it's really a part of my days yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I remember growing up in Terrytown, Sleepy Hollow and Westchester. And Westchester is just so beautiful, right up the Hudson River for yeah. people that aren't from New York. It's right up the Hudson River, just outside New York City, about 45 minutes away. And we grew up there. And um, I've talked about Laughing Hill before, which was a hill that rolls down into the Hudson River. And in the wintertime, we go there and toboggan and sled down it. And in the summertime and the spring, we'd roll down it. And that's why you call it Laughing Hill, because you'd have so much fun there. But just growing up in that area and being around with this place called Rockwood, which was woods right by us. And as kids, we'd spend so much time there. And um, and then I was very fortunate because my mom and dad would take us skiing mm-hmm. in the wintertime. And in the summertime, we were big swimmers, me and my brother on the swim team, hanging out at the pool all the time. And then going to the beach on the weekends, we go to Long Beach all the time. We went to Puerto Rico a lot growing up because my dad had business there. And so I remember swimming in the waves there and learning how to body surf. And I have a great story that's one of my favorite things about life is when I was a kid, I must have been... I guess nine at the time. And we went to the Puerto Rican rainforest and we were, Oh, I've been, I love that place. I've been there. Yes. Yeah. So we were walking through the rainforest and, so there we were walking through the rainforest. Right. And I was just with my family and there we are walking and out of nowhere, I'm nine years old and I say, hello, God. (laughs) Wait. And then I say, hello, Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like oh out of Lord. nowhere it, out of no- it was almost like I don't know, maybe it was the first time I ever channeled or something wow. but I was like and my whole family <laughs> like still talks about that story how funny it is that I was this little kid that was getting in touch with God and having like this conscious contact wow. with God were they worried about you in that moment no they thought it was funny you know my mom I think thought it was cute and just everybody thought how, but I was that way. I was this artistic kind of creative kid. So I do these <laughs> odd things sometimes, but I think they thought it was funny. I'd like to remind everybody, if you want to join our conversation and tell us your nature stories. And when you first talk to God, please call us at 877-480-4120. Yeah, I am. Um, and to that point, you know, I was thinking also about the Celestine Prophecy, which is another one of my top five to ten books that came out, you know, uh, James Redfield and came out many, many years ago um, about uh, a bunch of sacred uh, scrolls with the answers to all of spiritual, you know, humanity um, uh, buried supposedly in Peru. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm not butchering the storyline too much. It's been a while since I read the book. But I do remember one of the tenets of it had to do with the energy of nature Mm. and how if you're open, once you get into a flow of being um, receptive to how everything has an energy to it, that nature actually vibrates at a way higher frequency than, say, concrete does or steel or metal or wood. And that, you know, really you can see it and almost feel it and 
and use it for very medicinal healing, um, you know, practices once you sort of form that relationship with it. Yeah. Well, it's alive, right? It is alive. Yeah. It's alive. Yeah. Yeah. And in some of my, you know, not that we need to go into my sordid past (laughs) too much, but probably in some of my more experimental days, lysergic days back in whenever in college and maybe beyond Mm. um, where I'd be in nature, um, I was really experiencing that, you know, in a very, very different kind of way. I'm not promoting any of this publicly um, for, for you minors listening at home. But um, is that our first disclaimer about like not supporting any bad, you know, behavior or anybody using things uh, that are bad We've for had them? so many disclaimers on the show. I can't <laughs> even keep up with it. Um, but anyway, uh, you know. Audio I, discretion <laughs> advice. Just in case you don't know. Um, but I do remember having very, very uh, powerful experiences in all kinds of places around the world while I was traveling where I almost felt like I could see that energy. A lot of it has to do with too, when you just b- decide to become a little more sensitive and you meditate and you just form a more open receptivity to nature that I think it can speak to you in certain ways. And so, um, you know, now, I mean, I can't, I'm lucky I don't live in the city and I've got wheels. I live for my car and I really jump in it and escape to the woods as much as I, I mean, at least several times a week I need it. Yeah. You know, I feel like I change and I get, um, a little bit more, uh, closed down yeah. And a little my uh, a little more dense mm. if I if I don't have a wide open space and stillness and quiet and expansiveness it's it's almost like it has a physical effect on me probably within the first two minutes and if I don't have it yeah yeah I need it too and uh, I need to get out of the city more it's something that I always say I'm gonna do and it's a goal and then I get caught up with business paying the bills and sometimes just activities in the city. But this summer, I really want to take more time. I did that a couple of summers ago and then got caught up in networking and business stuff. So this summer, I really want to get out of the city more. And um, yeah, I'm the kind of guy where I need to drive. Like I just, I need to drive like at least once a month and I don't, I don't have a car. And You can borrow my car. Yeah, it's like, I may do that more, Callie. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I, I, you know, I want to drive and just go anywhere. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I had a girlfriend who was just so great because whenever we'd get in the car and just go drive and it was, it was fantastic. And we go get fribbles at friendlies. <laughs> we would end up in, in Jersey getting fribbles. So you never know where you're going to go when you drive. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, even taking more time in the winter to go skiing, which I want to get back to. And then I love to play tennis. So I've been talking a lot to tennis players this year that I know, where can I go? The courts in New York city get a little congested and packed, you know, so maybe I'll venture outside a little bit to, uh, to play some more tennis, but yeah, just being outside in general, you know, it's, it's so important. The fresh air, the sun connecting in ways that, you know, we just can't inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's, it's interesting to me. I heard something on a morning show today where, um, it was, I, I think it was like the today show and they were they're They're celebrating all the national parks around the country. And Al Roker took his daughter camping in Sequoia national forest out in Northern California. Yeah. And she was not a nature girl and was not experienced with it. And you could, she was very open and willing. It was very cute to see them trying to bond over this, yeah. but there was a reticence. And I hear this with a lot of people. I'm the 
dirty girl or I don't want to get dirty or I don't want to see a bug. And it's very hard for me to understand that because I'm, you know, the opposite yeah. to me. I repel against, you know, the, the city kind of existence. Yeah. Um, but I guess it, you know, I mean, for a lot of people too, if you don't have access, there are other ways that you can try to incorporate it into your days, mm-hmm. whether it's planning an herb um, garden on your windowsill or I mean that might be you know just one little um, one little example or traveling to a park or to you know trying to get a fix of water somewhere you know I mean these are things that beyond being pleasant yeah um, and feeling good are also have very proven sort of quantifiable um, uh, statistics about how good they are for your health. Yeah. You know, water, the ocean in particular, because it's got, you know, a high um, density of negative ions. And, you know, I am no expert, nor do I want to pretend to sound like a scientist right now. Um, but it's true. I mean, there's it's proven that it helps with anxiety and with depression and with libido and with self-esteem. I mean, there's all these, these um, I was reading a little bit earlier today, all these statistics about how nature really has a physical impact you know helps with your heart rate and you know all kinds of physical ailments yeah well and it makes sense right it (laughs) makes sense you know and it's funny because i'm like i'm more of a country guy i think than a city guy like i can i can adapt wherever i am but months can go by where i haven't ventured out of the city and then i'm like oh, i wonder why i don't feel so great or i wonder why i feel down it's like well you know maybe i should jump on the train and head upstate a little um but yeah, it's it's kind of there's so many different ways to do it. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily you don't need a big trip. You can just go to the park, you know, take 15 minutes out of your workday, leave the office, walk to a park Definitely. and then sit on the bench and watch the birds, you know, or or just kind of just watch people in the park or just you know, watch the trees sway in the breeze, whatever it may be, just get in touch with nature. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Robin Callie Show. We are talking about the power of nature. And I just said to Rob during the commercial, is this the most boring show we've ever done? I replied, I said, we're talking about trees. (laughs) Now, I don't find trees boring, but it's a little, maybe it's impersonal. Maybe we need to personalize we're, we're we're we have a very this is a very universal we're, theme soon we're going to move on to leaves <laughs> so don't think that it's just going to be about trees we're going to move on to the leaves we're so good when we talk about what we think we're so good when we talk about the topics when we're in pain and we're having some self-growth issues going it's on like, tonight <laughs> it's like here we'll talk about nature let's talk about something really bright and sunny and then there's like yeah, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we can figure out how to make this a little more interesting, helpful, um, poignant. I don't know. Um, Sam, our engineer, captain, captain, captain of our radio ship here, who's trying to, he was just actually trying to offer some information, which is actually very helpful about, uh, it was a study that was done in India. Or it was just, um, that talked about, and, and we know this, that obviously anything green, trees, plants emit healthy, um, oxygen. Yeah. And, um, he was saying that this particular study suggests that just with a few house plants in your space, it can undo or, um, overshadow or clean up whatever murky, what is it? Carbon dioxide or whatever is pollutions in your in your air. So buy those house plants, everybody. That could be your nature fix. Yeah, you know, just it's it's healthy. It's definitely healthy. Yeah. You know, I also think for me, I mean, nature is very romantic, and 
often when I go hiking, because I do it for uh, more for um, spiritual and meditative effect, I often go by myself. But yeah. then every once in a while, when you find the right person that you know that shares the same love for you, um, with love for you know nature as you do, mm-hmm. it can be a really beautiful bonding experience too. Even if you're just walking in silence sometimes preferably that yeah um you know but even like trips that i gravitate to places that i like to visit uh you know when i plan a trip or i'm traveling abroad somewhere it's really not about cities for me anymore unless it's some old ancient you know pre-colonial city with a lot of history and indigenous culture to it yeah. i skip the cities yeah. you know um and it's because, you know, again, the nature just has such a, a romance to it. I think that there's something very bonding and very peaceful and something very enveloping about that. So it can be a nice way to just enhance a relationship yeah. with a lover or friend or whatever, just to take a walk in the woods or take a drive somewhere or, or go watch hiking. A, watch a sunset, you know. Yeah, all those nice cliches yeah, that, I mean, that you read on Match.com, but they're yeah, true. But it is true. It's like it's nice to watch sunset with somebody. You yeah. Know? Um, I remember I used to take walks with a girlfriend in Brooklyn when I lived there. One great thing about living in Brooklyn is there's so much more green around, so many more parks, and it's just nice. You walk down streets that just have greener, plusher trees sometimes than in the city. And living in Brooklyn, we used to go for walks all the time, especially in the spring mm. and the summer and the mm-hmm. fall. And we noticed the different flowers and just the different trees and bushes around and all the the green that was there and it was just really nice to go for walks and again it sounds cl- so cliche it does. but long, i actually really like taking yeah, walks I do too. Nice yeah. long walks on the beach and sunsets <laughs> and getting caught in the rain but it's true i like all that i really really do yeah um and i do think that it's important you said this earlier when you were busy telling us about how you talked to god for the first time um <laughs> oh that little story <laughs> yeah. the highlight of our show as yeah. we're now calling it right um I do think that just being in nature, I'm often just remembering to be quiet. When I'm walking in the woods, I'll often just stop and really make a point of listening to, you know, staring at a flower, listening to a bird, um, listening to the way feet crunch on the ground. Those types of things just really can enhance mindfulness. Yeah, I like crunching leaves. I do too. Yeah. Crunching snow is pretty yeah. yummy. That sound of fresh snow that hasn't been, um, you know, walked on yet. Yeah. Um, and to me, those are all just nice, free, you know, nature's gift, just sort of nature's way of, of grounding us Yeah. and making us feel sort of present and centered and quiet. It is a form of meditation. If you're too antsy, you to sit and have a daily practice every day of just sitting quietly trying to breathe and empty your mind for five minutes yeah take a walk that there's walking meditation is just as valid yeah. or stop and you know just put your ear up to a tree bark or listen to a bird or watch a like you said that you know the trees wafting in the breeze i mean i well maybe maybe i shouldn't admit this publicly but i do that a lot yeah and um and i find it very very relaxing yeah, I'm just picturing you listening to Tree Bark. So what station are you on? Well, Evergreen. I'm not sure. I may I may move on from that one. But um, yeah, but the, you know, it's funny. We joke about this and then there is the, the actual aspect of it that there is energy there. And like we said, it is alive like us. And, and so it's very powerful. I forget where I learned this from, but I think I was reading a book at the time. And it said when you go to a park or when you're on grass to lay down on the grass and really feel the earth beneath you with no shoes on 
I, yeah, yeah. And but just your whole body, like feel the weight of your body on the earth. And I did that once. I went to uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn, and I remember it was like a nice spring day. And I did that, and I could feel this energy. It's like so powerful to connect with the earth that way. And if you have trouble meditating, you have trouble slowing down, just go to the park and sit there and let nature take over. Like literally, let let nature take its course. You know, connect with nature and just sort of like feel the vibe there because nature has its own sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, biorhythm. You know, it has its own rhythm that's going on. And so once you connect with that, you're going to calm down a lot. Mm-hmm, it's true. And uh, and to that point, too, you know, I think about um, I've referenced his book before, Michael Singer's book, The um, Surrender Experiment. I don't want to butcher the title this time. At the beginning of the book, <clears throat> and, and basically it's, it's a, his long, beautiful story about the value of surrendering in his life and how that has taken him into, you know, his own spiritual practice in a way that really works for him and is pretty significant. Yeah. But at the very beginning of the book, he talks about the power, how, the perfection of nature and the world in and of its own, like you said, its own sort of biorhythms or order. And that there's. I sounded so like intelligent when I said that, right? Yeah, you you were okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, yes, you were, Rob. Yes, 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 dear. Um, But he talks about just how there's such a perfection. There's something that's so much larger than us. That's the other thing about nature. If you don't want to do this airy fairy tree hugging thing, Mm. just the idea of remembering that it's way older than we are. It's way wiser than we are, and it's so perfect. Yeah. And it's a great example of how everything works in total alignment and sort of um, symbiosis with everything, whether it's the galaxies and the universe and what's you know um, growing on this earth. And I know my my terminology might not be so accurate right now, but um, it's the fact that if that can be, if, if, if something that's so much bigger than us, this tiny little inconsequential blip on a, one tiny little planet can work so perfectly, yeah. how can it not be that the universe has our back? Yeah. That everything is working perfectly. So it's also a way, I think, of remembering humility. For me, it is. Looking at a big tree or being on a beautiful ocean or, um, you know, beach or staring at a wave or whatever version of this, you know, resonates for you. Mm-hmm. It's also beyond centering and phys- physiologically healthy. It's really a good way to remember that we're just, we're not that important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, and everything is fine. Yeah. And that there is like a more beautiful order to things. And that, um, like I said, there's a sense of humility for me in that, which right. I think is important for all of us to have. Yeah, we're not the center of the universe, you know, and just a reminder about that. And Some by th- people think they are, but yes. Yeah, so, you know. We're, <laughs> we're going to ta- do that show, too. We're saving that but show. But we're talking in the mall tonight, all right? You're not the center of the universe. I hate to break it to you, but that's reality. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We've been, that topic's been tabled Right, for a but while. not that I ever think that about myself, but I'm, you know, that focused on myself. Of course not. But anyway, um, yeah, just a reminder about the stars. I mean, I love looking at the stars. I love mm-hmm. places where I can go where there's so mm-hmm. many stars in the sky. I remember mm-hmm. I went to West Hampton a couple of summers ago and stayed there and just looked at the That's stars. That's Long Island I, for those of you who are somewhere else. Yeah. And um, it's just so clear out there and you can see so many stars. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to the planetarium at the Museum of Natural History and I loved the whole star show they had there. And just it's just great to connect with that. But even during the day, looking at clouds and seeing what things you see in the clouds and different forms there are. Oh, yeah, you always see like the animals, the shapes, angels and animals. 
yeah seems to be yeah pretty universal yeah yeah and just you know slowing down to sort of pay attention to that or connect with that and get out of myself and kind of look up at the sky and you know just sort of feel something different than what's going on in my head and connect more with my heart and my soul it's just it's so important it's also i'm thinking about um it's 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 really and i'm not i'm not a parent um, yet I see the difference even in places where I've traveled around the world where there's just um, you know more open expansive spaces and you see like a little kid a rock and a stick yeah the amount of creativity and we all grew up like that to some degree but now kids are so much more distracted with technology and you know um, just in, and electronics and all that kind of thing just yeah. the idea that that can instill in your little young forming brain a sense of freedom and creativity is such an integral part of I think um, child rearing yeah. these days too can also be beneficial well and kids are such great reminders yeah. of, of the power of nature and just being outdoors and enjoying it without much like you said it doesn't take a whole lot even if they're chasing each other around I remember being a kid and like me and a buddy, you know, we'd chase each other, a bunch of buddies, and playing, you know, um, kick the can or something late at night on a summer night. It's like we could do that for hours, you know, and just being in the woods there or in everyone's lawn. It was so great. We had this great backyard in Terrytown, and everyone hung out there. And it was just so nice to have, like, an acre of land there or whatever, like, a, you know, half an acre of land just right there growing up. Um, again, it's just important to take the time for this, everybody. Yeah, take the time. And there really are a bunch. I don't have my little list. I'm going to rattle off really quickly because I found this word, t- word today that I'd never heard called ecotherapy, which is basically sums up everything that we've been saying. Mm. But it can help with depression, with anxiety, with um, with heart issues, with p- productivity. There's tests that have been done on you know executives that you know when they go outside for 10 minutes and readjust their brains, their productivity increases. I mean, it really is... A, healthy thing yeah beyond just being a calming meditative thing yes <laughs> how's that for a good word definitely <laughs> and so that the, so the thing is connect with the power of nature yes nice wrap up thank you so with that this is another episode of the robin Kelly show you can learn more about us at the robin show.com and if you want to get a life coaching session with me you can go to rob com. and you'd like to, if you'd like to learn more about me you can check me out at callyalpert.com thank you everybody for listening take care y'all